Welcome to another Inside Line podcast with your host, Dr. Daniel Cameron. In tonight's episode, Dr. Cameron will be discussing the case involving a four-year-old boy with Lyme disease whose symptoms were mistakenly attributed to child abuse. The case was first described by Pan and colleagues in the journal Case Reports in Orthopedics. Good evening, Dr. Cameron. Good evening, Darlene. Thank you for leading the discussion. Can you uh, start us off with describing some of the symptoms that this uh, child presented with? This child uh, had gone to the pediatrician because he had a fall. Now, this was an unwitnessed fall. The child had three things. He had a swollen right knee, a tender left forearm, which they said was a radius without deformity, and what they initially described as a large bruise on the buttock. And with those three uh, findings, they suspected a green stick fracture of the toddler's forearm. With those findings, the pediatricians noted a green stick fracture of the four-year-old's forearm and a knee effusion. And with those orthopedic issues, they referred the child to orthopedists. Now, he was treated by the orthopedist, right? His, uh, the fracture was treated with a cast, but the pediatrician also reported this incident? The pediatricians decided to report the child to the local county social services for children and youth due to a possible non-accidental trauma. Based on that referral, the child was temporarily placed into foster care. Now, the orthopedist, in addition, looked a little closer at the uh, what was believed to be a bruise. Is that correct? The buttocks, uh, uh, which was originally thought to be a bruise, uh, on close inspection, turned out to be a bullseye rash. The mother um, you know, was asked and didn't recall a tick bite, but the family did live in a rural wooded area of Pennsylvania an area where there's a lot of Lyme disease. The good news is the orthopedist on this careful inspection and raising the question of Lyme disease led to a Lyme disease test. The Lyme disease test was positive and the toddler was treated with 30 days of oral amoxicillin. So now children with that finding, children and youth ended their investigation of the family and um, five days later they concluded that the child had Lyme disease with an unrelated radius fracture. Now this problem was frustrating from my reading. It took five days uh, before they concluded that this was Lyme disease with a fracture of the forearm. In this case, the uh, authors decided to discuss child abuse issues. There's been a number of reports of over-reporting of child abuse cases. And so the authors, when they reviewed all of the data, found that six out of seven cases um, were not confirmed as abuse. Now, it would, be, it would appear that because the pediatrician believed that the um, mark on the buttocks was a bruise and not a rash, that sort of led to this, this whole incident report. So we come back to the fact that the rash was not recognized as a bullseye rash. Often, if the rash is not so visible or not so clear cut, it's uh, hard. Uh, you know, in kids, they, sometimes the rash doesn't always 
occur on a broad, easy identifiable surface. So it probably did uh, you know, cross over some of the folds of the buttocks. It may be that the orthopedist needed to do an exam to properly take care of the arm and the knee. And, uh, and by a careful evaluation of the rash, they were able to make a decision that this was really a Lyme disease. And uh, the author noticed a frustration of a child, a four-year-old, be taken from the family and uh, into a foster care system. Have you seen uh, other Lyme disease cases that are re- where the child is referred to social services? Yeah, I see. Uh, and I, yes, I have uh, children who have been referred to Child Protective Services. This case is a good example of uh, the problems that families face when a child gets referred to Child Protective Services. They discuss that Families uh, face social isolation. They also uh, often find that the parents are deprived of their constitutional right to maintain innocence. And so, yes, it's important to protect the child, but it's always unfortunate to the child being taken to foster care or the parents having to be uh, away from their child. And yes, it's true that... uh, Families are investigated, but the interrogation, the separation, punish, punishment is, uh, is rather frustrating. In this case, the uh, child highlights uh, how important it is not to overlook Lyme disease. And Lyme disease can mimic so many things. In this case, it, it ended up mimicking child abuse. Now, what, what are your feelings on the treatment in this case, that the child received 30 days of antibiotics? Well, because the child presented with synovitis, which is that fluid in the knee, that's something you see rather early in Lyme disease. Also, the the buttock rash is early Lyme disease. Uh, and so it, we find that treatment is a lot more effective for that early sign. In fact, that's what we want to do is make sure we catch Lyme disease early, treat Lyme disease early, and a lot of credit to the orthopedist to look past just the fracture. I thought the 30 days of treatment uh, reflected uh, a reasonable amount of treatment. Uh, What I always do is have them return for follow-up because there are other things in a tick besides Lyme disease. So amoxicillin may be well tolerated in a four-year-old, but it doesn't take care of other tick-borne illnesses like adiplasmosis, Ehrlichia, Bartonella, or Babesia. And so I always follow up with that family to make sure that none of those issues emerge. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Dr. Cameron, for another interesting episode. And we look forward to more Inside Line podcasts. Thank you, Darlene, again, as always. To our listeners, please remember to subscribe and ring the bell.